Welcome to No No Ordinary Ordinary Women, Women, the podcast where two ordinary broads chat about extraordinary women, the good, the bad, and the batshit crazy. Hi, Rose. Hi, Lynn. Guess what, Rose? What? We're getting ready to go on vacation. I know, and it's our 40th episode. Whoop, 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 whoop. Oh, oh, fireworks. Listen. (laughs) (laughs) The city of Charlottesville celebrating. (laughs) Listen, listen. Oh, my God. (laughs) Yeah, I was editing last time when you were singing, and and Charlotte was listening, and she's like, is that no ordinary woman? (laughs) Lynn is so crazy. (laughs) Like, not even laughing. Oh, Lynn is so crazy. <laughs> Charlotte's too cool for me. Yeah, she is. <laughs> She's over you. So this is our 40th episode and our final episode of season one. You guys, we made it through a whole season. Looks like we've made it. And I don't know the rest <laughs> of the do words. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> All I can taste of a looks like we made it. <laughs> I know the words that are in my head, but I'm sure they're not no, right. No, <laughs> I'm sure they're not. Probably not okay. even appropriate. So I just sniffed really hard so, the microphone. Did you like that? You do that all the time. Believe me, I always have to. Stop. It I is. do not. I can show you. I know what the the bubble looks like on the fucking <laughs> screen. I don't. I'm like, oh, there's Lynn sniffing. <laughs> Well, we're eating jalapeno margaritas I know, today, it is a little, so that's little not helping in my at mouth all. is on fire a little bit. These are so good, y'all. So you want to tell them what we're drinking? Yes. We are drinking for the second week in a row. Uh, <laughs> Brazos uh, Skinny Watermelon Jalapeno Margaritas. Margaritas. Arriba! <laughs> yes. Poppy. Yes, we are drinking margaritas um, because I had a busy day and I didn't have time to even think about what I was going to make for a cocktail. So these are yummy, delicious, divine. They're really good. So if you live in Charlottesville, slide on over to Brazos and get yourself a a taco and a margarita. And (laughs) some chips and guac. Oh, my God. Their tacos are so good. And they have every kind of taco you can imagine. They have like a Philly cheesesteak taco. They have like breakfast tacos. Breakfast tacos all day. They have... Oh, my God. Every kind of taco. They have nacho tacos. Oh, yeah. I wanted to try that. Nacho tacos. Nacho tacos. (laughs) (laughs) My tacos. I love nachos. So do you want to hear who we're talking about today, Rose? Yes. I'm so excited about this. We are doing, I am doing, the Curious Case of Natalia Grace. So I'm very excited about this. We're just doing a story about Natalia Grace. So there was recently a documentary and it was called The Curious Case of Natalia Grace. And it talked about her situation from the point of view of her adoptive father and okay. adoptive brother. Okay. It also um, had a clip in it, if I'm not mistaken. I watched and listened to so much stuff now that it's all blurring together. Uh, from the Dr. Phil show where she talked about where she actually spoke out for the first time. So, so if you listen to our last episode, this is the one I was telling Lynn. I had an idea for an episode yeah. she sh- or a person she should do. And I read about this story like a long time ago. I've never heard of it. And then just recently a documentary came out. And so everyone's been talking about mm-hmm. it. And I was like, oh, I should do that one. That's what I was going to do last week. 
when I only had two nights to work on it and my internet was down. Um, and then I was like, fuck that. I need to do something I already have. Work on a story you'd started. Yeah. yeah. So I'm glad I'm, you had me do this. I hadn't so heard I, I haven't heard like I don't remember it really well. Yeah. And I don't like know like the back, like the, oh, it's, pre, the current situation. So I'm really excited about it. It's insane. It's absolutely insane. I have so many opinions about it and so many feelings about it that it le- definitely kept me from sleeping one night. Um, I, yeah. Uh, and so just to let you know, there is the curious case of Natalia Grace. Natalia's version or Ta- Natalia Speaks is coming out at the end of the summer. And girl, I cannot wait for that because oh, really? I want to hear what she has to oh, say. Oh, I yes. want to hear too. Okay. I'm yes. very excited. Okay. Let's go. So we're going to explore the unfathomable and controversial story controversial story of Natalia Grace. Her story captivated the public's attention. Rose, I'm going to challenge you to determine who's telling the real truth or if anybody's telling the truth. Okay. So you have to think. And, All right. Okay. That's going to be tough. Her life was a sad one, a story that intertwines love, mystery, and legal battles. The story starts with her adoption. So Natalia was adopted by the Barnetts, a seemingly ordinary family from the United States who sought out to provide her with love and care. However, what unfolded thereafter was nothing short of extraordinary. As we navigate through Natalia's journey, we'll explore her life before and after her time with with the Barnetts. We'll examine the various court cases that forced her into the public eye where, exact, where accusations of age, fraud, and abandonment took center stage. Okay. So Natalia was born in the Ukraine to her mother's, her biological mother's name is Anna Gava. Gava, I guess it's G-A-V-A. Uh, we know this because later in Natalia's life, Anna was tracked down by, like, state's attorneys in um, Indiana, where she's from. Okay. They tracked her down. They confirmed that Natalia's birth date from her biological mother was in 2003. And they also, she also provided DNA to confirm that she is definitely, in fact, Natalia's mother. Okay. All right. Okay. During her interview, um, so she was interviewed by these like state's attorneys in in Indiana. And during her interview, she said that um, when she had her, she had her in a maternity hospital. And when she had her, the doctors were like, She's really small in stature. Um, she's never going to, you know, she's going to have a lot of medical problems. She's going to need to have many surgeries. And, like, the initial surgery would be, like, over $100,000. Oh, wow. And she would never be able to care for her properly. She was she was a young mother. And, um, and they told her, so Natalia, that, the doctor told her that he should that she should give her up for adoption. She's like, mm-hmm. you can't do this because she already had a daughter. Mm-hmm. Um, and she was like, he was like, you're never going to be able to care for her. And her husband had just or her partner. I, I, I don't. She said her, Natalia's dad had just left her. OK. So she was single. Um, so Natalia was born with severe dwarfism um, and the medical name for it. <laughs> Bear with me, Rose. <laughs> Spawn. Spondylo epiphyseal. Spondylo. Oh my God. I said it so well when I was practicing it. I know, I'm sure. It's spondylo. Spondylo epiphyseal. Dysplasia congenita. 
Holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> I tried so hard. I said it. I practiced it like four or five times, and I was really proud of myself. Like, I was like, I got that spondin. It's yeah, okay. Anyway. I'll edit it so it sounds like you're saying it in one fell swoop. Oh, thanks. Thanks. <laughs> so um, this, which is, this left her crippled. Um, she also has severe scoliosis. And Rose, I... Oh, my god. Okay, so from watching Sister Wives, one of the kids in Sister Wives has <laughs> you and Sister scoliosis. Wives. <laughs> and But I was like... They talk a lot about it because they follow her to medical appointments and they're talking yeah, about it. Yeah, right. And they show her back and you can see like her small, like how she's curved. And I was watching the documentary and they were showing like her bending over and walking and stuff. And you could see like this like lump that like curves on her yeah, back. Yeah. And I was like, does she have scoliosis? Like I just my, from, I, my old boss has that. Has and that. it's. It's awful. And like if you watch her, you can see it's like a C on yeah. her, like the letter C on her back. It's not just like a little, it's bad. And she like her one shoulder is like way lower than the other. Oh, geez. Anyway, so she had scolio, really bad scoliosis. Uh, she has limited use of her arms and hands and her feet, knees, legs, and hips are all deformed. Oh, my gosh. She Her fingers are like Poor girl. really deformed. Um, her birth mother, like I said, was recently separated and she just didn't have the money to yeah. care for her. I can see that. Especially in um, Ukraine. Yeah. I mean, and this is before the war, obviously, but still. So this story blew up when it did before the documentary. Right. Because the movie The Orphan had just come out. Have you heard I've of it? I have never heard of that one, no. It's where a family adopts a 10-year-old girl who is actually a tiny 33-year-old con artist. Oh, really? Artist. And it's like, yes. And it's insane. So this story came out right after that movie. Or right I've before that movie that. or something, right around the same time. And so people are like, what? Yeah, so it was kind of crazy. That's probably when I read about, like, initially read about it. Maybe. So the accusations that the Barnetts are are making are absolutely bizarre about her. Okay. They're a bizarre family. I mean, scary bizarre. Like, oh, okay. insane, okay? And so, but I'll get into that later. So the early life of Natalia is when she came into the U.S. when she was six. She was adopted by a family in New Hampshire who had two boys already. And she was really close to one of the little boys, and she was wrestling around and playing with him. And she landed wrong on his arm and hurt his arm. That's all they said was hurt. Like, she didn't break it. That's all they said. It was very strange. The story was strange. And the mother's like, I've just had enough. I can't do this. So she was like, "I we need to get rid of her. We need to bring her back, give her back, like. Re- oh my God. rehome her is what, <gasps> like what they call it. I'm like, this. what is it, a dog? Like you. C-. That's so, awful. I read about people doing that in the U.S. Oh, my, I cannot even imagine. So another family, I mean, I have not had a nervous breakdown when a family member gave a dog back that they had adopted. I was like, oh, my God, you can't do that, that poor dog. Like, I can't even imagine doing it to a human. <laughs> um, actually, it's probably worse for a dog, in my opinion. But um, <laughs> then. I know, I know. It is not worse for a dog. It isn't worse for a dog. It isn't worse for a dog. So there's another family that came into the picture, the Ferrises. Um, Dwayne and his wife both were little people, and they flew from Texas to meet Natalia at this home in New Hampshire. Yeah. And she was living with her, with this family, and the family was like, yeah, we want between ten dollars and $20,000 for her. What? And like I'm like, she's like a car? Like to pay, I guess, to reimburse them for their adoption fees or whatever, but I'm like, isn't that like trafficking? Like... What the fuck? How the fuck is that even possible? You can't sell I a child. I swear to God. So these this couple were both little people. So they're really excited about getting, you know, a daughter yeah. who was a little person. They're really excited. And Dwayne said, um, 
I've always been able to feel evil when I walk in a room. And he said, I couldn't really put my finger on whether it was the situation that was evil or Natalia that was evil, but there was something wrong with the situation. Um, He said it's the first time in his life that he's ever actually trusted that intuition. Yeah. And they were like... Um, That's so sad because you think like what they must have treated her so badly. I it it this whole story breaks my heart. I told you I lost sleep over it because my heart breaks for this kid or this woman or this person. It yeah. breaks my heart for her. So so he says Dwayne says right then when he got that feeling he said I made my decision this wasn't going to happen as hard as it was to make that decision and leave he had to make it yeah. and he stuck with his gut. Um, he said they were never suspicious of. The circumstances, they were suspicious of the circumstances around her immigration and her original adoption, but they never were suspicious of her age or anything about her. It was like, like the stuff that was, the family was telling him, he was just like, something is not right here. Well, as soon as somebody told me they want like 20 grand for them to give me a kid that they don't want, that's like red flags. (laughs) I mean, my God. Yeah. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? I mean, they don't say anything about whether or not there was a lawyer involved. I mean, there had to have I have no idea. This There's a lot of holes in the story. Yeah. And it makes me want to put on my, like, detective hat and go and, like, dig in. But so many people have. And I'm like, why does nobody have the answers to all these questions I yeah, have? Yeah, that's so weird. It's weird. So, um, so eventually, the Barnetts were—so the Barnett is a family. or Barnetts are a family. They have two boys, and the mother and father, and they live in Indiana. And they were, um, they were really excited. They wanted to adopt a girl. So he describes Michael in the documentary. (laughs) He's a weird one, Rose. Really? He says that the family took a leap when life was fantastic. He said he and his wife were raising their, I'm sorry, they had three, yeah, three boys. I'm sorry, I said two, but it's three. And he said, we have hundreds of thousands of dollars in the bank and a brand new home. And he said something stupid like, and we have 13 couches. (laughs) Okay. Uh, clearly, you need to pay a designer if you have 13 couches. Why the fuck? Do you why thir- would you say that? Wouldn't you say like I have 13 rooms or something? Yeah, like, no, why I would you say how many couches? 13 couches. Because one day he decided, let's count all our couches about how rich we are. I'm like, you're a fucking weirdo. I can't stand this man. So, <laughs> That's so weird. This is a little bit about the Barnetts. So, their oldest son was autistic and he was having trouble learning at first. So Christine, the mother, devoted herself to teaching him as she knew that there was something in there and she just needed to get it out. She's like, I know he's smart. He's not. But he had started at one point in his childhood, like regressing. Okay, yeah. And he and she was like, no, he was just not doing well. And she was like, there's something in there. I know there's something more. So it turns out he's a child prodigy. He has been identified as one of the six smartest people in the world. Holy shit. He's insanely smart. He's challenged some of Einstein's theories. Wow. You mean Einstein's wife's? What? Einstein wasn't the smart one. It was his wife. And he took the credit because women weren't believed back then. Oh, I didn't know that. Why didn't you tell the story on his wife? I should. You damn well should. I had no idea about this, Rose. Yeah. God damn it. I thought you were going to hear You were here to to give me some education. I just gave you some education. Women are the best, Lynn. Yeah, we are. That's Leave why we're doing the women. this. We what, want everyone the, to let know. Let the women do the work. <laughs> anyway, so at eight years old, he was in college at Indiana University. Uh, Christine wrote a book about how she brought out his learning strengths. She was like this whole thing. And there's like, if you go back, you can look on like YouTube and stuff. There's like, he was on 60 Minutes. Wow. They, they, yeah, it's like all this stuff. That's crazy. They were pretty popular. Um, she sees herself as the model parent because she brought all this out. Like she, oh, she's God. the best, Rose. Yeah. 
It had nothing to do with her son. It was just all her. Well, at a certain point, the family, they had a lot of money. They lived very comfortably. They started a fam- They started a school for kids with special needs because she thought, if I can do this with him, maybe I can help other kids, oh. which is a good oh, thing. Nice. Yeah. Um, she thought she could help them, you know, to find that inner education that yeah. they, you know, because she just had it. She had a like, what's the word? Um, she had to get into that. She had to dig into that, that thing that was making him learn that he loved to yeah, do. Yeah, right. Like, like his, like, his niche or niche, something. Yeah. yeah. So they always wanted a little girl. They had three boys. So they were trying to adopt a girl from Haiti. Um, at the time, they were in the process of their adoption. There was a terrible earthquake in Haiti. And this was like people like it was really bad. Yeah. And. So they put all adoptions on hold, which I was thinking about. I was like, like, why would they do that? But then I guess I figured, you know, there's kids at an orphanage, but their parents still could be alive and just haven't found them, right? So, yeah. So maybe uh, yeah. that's so why. Yeah, so they're probably like, we don't want to send any kids out. And... Right. So all the all um, international adoptions ceased during okay. the earthquake, which makes sense. Yeah. So randomly one day they get a phone call from this adoption agency in Florida. Hey, you guys, we're, um, we know that you guys have been looking for a little girl. And we have pre-screened you and pre-selected you to adopt this little girl from the Ukraine. And um, I know it's a lot of pressure, but you have 24 hours to decide or we're putting in her foster care. Mm. We don't we, we don't know what to do. So he's like, we felt all this pressure at this point, you know, and oh, my God, like that's, you yeah, wanted a little so girl. Fast. Like, how do you make that decision? And then knowing like, she has like not saying that you shouldn't adopt someone with disabilities, but that's, that's a, lot a lot for a family to take on, especially if you have three kids yeah. and one is autistic. Right. Or and one has autism. Yeah. So it's like, I mean, that's, that's a lot. Yeah. And I don't think they were afraid about the disability, but it's just a big decision to make. Yeah. You no, know, I mean, the yeah. disability adds a whole nother decision, right. right? Yeah. That's, it's just a lot. So when they arrived at the agency, he said it was really weird. He said they arrive at the agency and, you know, usually adoption agencies like this are like nice law offices. They're usually, they usually have, oh, they're usually pretty posh, right? So, because they're, they make a lot of money. Yeah. Right. It was in a strip mall. That is weird. And I'm like, I swear to God, Rose, there's trafficking involved in this. I swear to God. I swear. Why? I mean, why would it be in a strip mall? That is really. Have weird. you ever seen an adoption agency? Now, was it next to a, like, a uh, check cashing place and then a liquor <laughs> store on the other side? Like, what the fuck? Yeah, I've never seen an adoption really agency weird. in a strip mall. That would make me uncomfortable. And he said, Michael, the dad said something didn't feel right. But they walked in. They were so excited to have a little girl. And Natasha, when they introduced her, she ran Natalia. in the room and called them. You called her Natasha. Did I really? Natalia, I'm sorry. You know what? I was listening to you a podcast. You did pod- that earlier today, too, when I was talking to you. God damn it. God damn it, Lynn. They, you know why? One of the podcasts I was listening to kept calling her Natasha, and he he kept calling Christine Michelle. And I was like, it was <laughs> pissing me off so bad. <laughs> Natalia ran into the room and immediately started calling them mommy and daddy. Oh, that's sad. And... And they were like a little put off by that. They were kind of like, oh. so. I had the- a foster kid call, ask if she could call me mom. My oh. neighbor's foster uh, daughter. <gasps> when she was playing with Char, she's like, can I just call you mommy? Oh, Rose. I know. It was really sad. I had to You were like, her no. did you give her the bitch face and go, no, and put on your I headphones? I am not your mom. <laughs> did you put on your headphones and go, no? <laughs> no, I was like, oh, oh God, you can so call sad. me Miss Rose, like I'm, or you can call me Rose. Oh my I'm, God, that's so sad. She just wants to call someone mom. I know. I, I mean, wonder she if did the call... neighbor didn't let her call her. She mom. She did. Oh, did she? Yeah, she did call her mom, but she was just so confused. Sad. I mean, that happens a lot with foster kids. It's really oh my sad. God, that's so sad. And you're supposed. To, I've 
read, I mean, obviously, I'm not going to let my neighbor's kid call me Rose. <laughs> I mean, call me mom. But I have also read, because I follow a lot of foster people who foster on Instagram. Mm-hmm. But you're supposed to say no. And I don't oh know God, what, there's like a whole I'd be like, psychology. I'd you call me anything you want. I know, there's a, a whole psychology about, behind it. But <laughs> Oh my God, it's so sad. I think even when they like enter your home, you're supposed to say, you know. I think a lot of kids do that. Can I call you mom or dad? And yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't. Oh know. my god! I, I might be wrong about that. Don't. Oh my god, Rose! But Why it was do you have to stress me sad. out like that. It I makes know. me sad. It is sad. I'm can I to... call you mom? You can call me mom anytime you want. I'll buy you presents. <laughs> if a kid said that to me, I would be the biggest like. I'd be the biggest like weirdo. I know. I mean, I'd be like, I honestly... yes, absolutely. Call me mom. Call me whatever you want. You can call me. Do you want to live here? I'll adopt you tomorrow. Like I would. I, I honestly it. wanted to say yes and be like. Like, give her a big hug, but... Oh, my God. That's so sad. I mean, what do she you do? She wants somebody... She wants I a know. mom. Oh, my God. That breaks my heart. I know. And it was a really sad situation, so... Mm. I know. They, they broke my heart, those two Oh, girls. my God. Okay, Rose. Let's get back to another anyway, sad story. Yeah, sorry. So, while they were on... So, since they were in Florida, Michael said, we're going to all go to Disney World. Um. So, they went to Disney World while they were on vacation. Christine... Um, after they went to Disney one day, she brought Natalia in the ba- in the bathroom and was giving her a bath. And apparently, Christina Christine screamed from the bathroom, calling her husband. He comes running in. He's like, "What's the matter? What's the matter?" And she's like, "Look!" And she points down at Natalia, and she has full pubic hair. Oh, so many things wrong with this. First of all, she's supposedly six years old. Okay. Yeah. She's from a foreign country. Okay, so this is where I'm going to break down some stuff. Okay, first thing that comes through my mind, you, you're you bathing a girl as a woman, and you see she has pubic hair, and you call your husband into the fucking room? Who she just met? <laughs> That's so absolutely inappropriate. Yeah, I mean, totally. Like, and you call attention to it? The kid, like, probably didn't even realize it was a big deal. Right, I mean... And now yeah, you're so pointing it out, wrong with right? It. That's yeah. like somebody has a big zit on their head. And they're like, is it like that bad? You're like, no, it's not that bad. Or, or you walk up and go, oh, my God, there's a big zit. Like, I would do that to you. But I would yeah. do that to somebody that I thought was sensitive or just being adopted. Yeah. And it's your, like, first day or first couple yeah. of days with them. Yeah. That's so fucked up. She was, like, totally confused. So, I mean, I could totally see being, like... Oh my as, god! As a mother, and then like saying in your, to your head, and then later, later yeah, later. Oh my god, she had full pubic care. What the hell? What's what going on? Like, going I would, on? Yeah, yeah, I mean, I would have been like compl- probably not been able to keep a game face. I would have been completely stumped. But I would have said to her, "Have you had that a long time?" Like, I would have had a yeah. frank conversation with her about it. Because, oh my god. anyway, so I'll get into that a little bit later because we have some a friend who has adopted from yeah. another country. So I'll get into that in a minute because um, I did talk to her about this a little bit. Mm-hmm. So. Um, so, according to Michael, in the documentary he was in, um, where he was, by the way, Rose, insanely dramatic, um, at times making himself cry on cue. He'd do one of those things where he'd be like, and... <laughs> oh, my God, I hate that, especially I, from a man. I wanted to punch him <laughs> so many times. Um so he was like, life was really tough with Natalia from the beginning. She and Christine went head to head all the time. And he said... Um, Christine would punish her constantly. And he was like, you know, I'd come home from work and she would um, make her have her nose on the wall. They had like a half wall between their living room or family room and their kitchen. And she would have her have her nose on the wall. And she said, you're not you're not taking your you're not coming off the wall. She called it like so 
this was a regular thing. You're like on the like, wall. Yeah, you're on the wall. Yeah. yeah. You're not coming off the wall until um, you tell me how many families you've lived with. Oh and my Italia God. was like, just shut down. And now, mind you. Oh, God, Lynn, this is breaking my heart. It's so fucking disgusting. So she said she would st- she was there for over eight hours. And at the point she wouldn't let her go to the bathroom, she had defecated on herself. And she would let her. And Christine is videotaping it. There's videotape in the documentary of it. This is why I didn't sleep. There's videotape of her standing there. And she's in a nightgown and she's turning around looking at her. And it made me so angry and so physically ill. I couldn't sleep. It makes it. She was just just defeated looking. I mean, she's fucking three feet, two and a half feet tall, like three feet. Well, maybe three feet yeah. tall. I'm like, come on. Oh, my God. That's so, so anyway. Um, so. On a visit to the doctor, they found out that there was another girl in their town that had the same type of dwarfism. So they were like, oh, this is good. Let's get them to meet. So they had the two girls meet. And Christine and Michael were like, oh, Natalia was noticeably taller. Her language was so much better. She had a more developed physique and used more extensive vocabulary than the playmate, who was a similar age. Yeah, well, she's fucking a different person. Well, she's also been through the fucking ringer. Yeah. I mean, how many – at this point, they have no idea how many families she's been with. They have no idea. Um, And so – According to the docu-series, she was like, um, she was, they, um, according to Michael, she was like, oh, her language is just too developed. And she was just like too, you know, well-spoken to be the same age as this girl. But also I'm thinking to myself, it's dwarfism. So isn't everybody a little bit different? Aren't they developing differently and stuff like that? But you can see in these videos, she has baby teeth. Like you can see her really, teeth. You can yeah. see her baby teeth, yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you look at, um, I follow... Um, one of the people from um, Little People, Big World. Mm-hmm. And the woman is, her name's Tori, I think. And she's um, regular size, I guess you would say. Mm-hmm. And then her husband's a dwarf. Uh-huh. And then her kids are all dwarf. She has three kids. Uh-huh. And they all look different. Yeah, I mean, like they all develop differently. Yeah, right. they're completely developing differently. Like, they're even I... though they have the same type, I, I'm Pretty sure all three of them have the same type of dwarfism, but they look differently. Like one has different leg shapes. You know what I mean? And I just can't. I, how do you deter? I don't know. I it, I feel like you rose. You're gonna be so angry when I finish. So Michael claimed that you know things were rough around the house. I told you that. He claimed that Natalia would take the boys' favorite toys, and when the family was crossing the street, she would take them and have them in her pockets and throw them in the street, so the boys would run after them and potentially get hit by a car. I don't believe that. Yeah. And I don't believe it either. And then he said in another instance, the family had a woman from the Ukraine come over to visit and speak to her in Ukraine. In I don't know what – is it Ukrainian? Like I don't know what language no, they speak in Ukraine. I don't know what they speak, but I don't think – Anyway, and Natalia just looked at the woman blankly. She's like, I have no idea what you're saying. And she didn't talk to the Barnetts for four days after that because she felt like that they were like, like putting her on the spot. And, yeah, and she was know. six at this point? Yeah, she's six years old. So that's like Charlotte's age. So – she it, the weird the one weird thing I noticed she has no accent at all and they said that she came from the United from Ukraine when she was six years old, so they said that she was adopted. Oh, she came when she was six. She went to that family when she was six, and then within a year she was gone. So before oh. she was even seven. Interesting. So okay. yeah, so I don't. I think it's weird that she has no accent or anything like yeah, that. Yeah, that is weird. But that's why I think that there's a lot more to this yeah. than we know. So, But we don't know where she was before she was six. 
we have no idea where she was, if she was in an orphanage, if she was in the U.S., if she, I mean, she had to have been in the U.S. or she had to be in an English speaking, like, how could she not have any accent at all? I bet she was in the U.S. So, I don't know. Um, So, one time, Christine was in her room and found underwear hidden in Italia's around her room that looked like it had period blood on it. Oh, God. So now she thinks she has pubic hair and she's having her period. And Natalia claimed that she's never had a period. So she was on the Dr. Phil show and she said, I to this day have never had a period. I don't have periods. And she said, but what I will tell you is that when Christine found the, you know, alleged underwear, she made me put a tampon in. And I'm like, can you imagine? Hi, uh, it's your first day of your period. Here's a tampon. And then she's... And you're like seven? Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. She, well, Christine thinks she's older, but yeah, she's like seven. So she has her put a tampon in and she said, and that was actually the only time I bled was when I took the tampon <gasps> out. I had a little bit of blood and she was on the Dr. Phil show and she was clueless when she was saying this. She was just like matter of fact saying it like I'm saying to you, how do you like your margarita? She's like yeah. very matter of fact. And the woman, and I'll tell you more about the woman that was on the Dr. Phil show with her. She looked at Dr. Phil. She goes, well, and he was like, yeah, like he knew. It probably it probably ruptured her hymen. Oh my god! So the the tampon you, I, most likely the ruptured trauma her hymen. from that. I like. Could you imagine just handing a kid a tampon and be like, "Here you go"? Who's never, hopefully, never had anything inserted into her vagina? Yeah, hopefully. And doesn't know what the fuck well, you're I mean, talking about. Tampon, you're like, stick this well, up your hoo ha. Well, the other thing too, if she wasn't having a period and she used like, the tampon. So it would be really dry, and it would it it, would it could have it could have caused the bleeding too. That's the other thing. Oh my God, Lynn! I know, I know, Rose. I'm telling you, I don't even like putting a tampon in. I know. I couldn't <laughs> imagine telling my seven year old to fucking put a tampon in. I, I know somebody that got her first period when she was at the beach. Oh my God! And like, and it was like the day at the beach. Like they took a ferry over to a beach in New York, oh, and they were at the beach for the whole day, and they got their period. So they had to use a tampon because they were going to be at the beach all day, yeah. and so. Her mom spent like 45 minutes in the bathroom with her trying to explain to her and coach her through. That's so funny because I was just going to tell you that I had the same experience with a friend of mine who was like five years older than me telling her how to put a tampon in at the beach. In oh the God. beach bathroom because she needed she had never worn one and I was talking her through it. I did the same thing with somebody that's younger, much younger. Uh, six or seven years ago, we were going to the pool and she was like... <laughs> I've never used a tampon. I'm like, what? So then I had to, she's like, come in the bathroom with me. Oh my God. And so I was like, and she goes, oh my God, I can't do this. I'm sitting in the bathroom with her trying to tell her. It is a weird thing to do. Like for the, I can't even remember doing it for the first time. I was like, just look at the instructions. It was really funny. Yeah. So I've definitely done that before. So. Especially if you've never had sex yet. Like. It's just so weird. I just. Like you don't even know like where the hole is and how it works. No, exactly. (laughs) I must have looked at the instructions. The first time I used one, I must have looked at the instructions like for like an hour. (laughs) I'm like looking at it. I'm like turning it. Like what? You put your leg where? You (laughs) do what? Yeah. I'm like, I'm telling you. What hole does it go in? So exactly. So during the documentary uh, with Michael. So Michael lives with his his eldest son, the one that's the the genius. Um lives with Michael. Okay. So there was a long period of time that he didn't see his boys at all. And the oldest son became of age and decided he wanted to see his dad. So he lives with his dad now. And his he lives in his dad's basement. 
Okay. okay. I want to talk to you about the the weird. So from the front of the house, it looks like, it, you know, it looks like one of the smaller little vinyl siding houses in Forest Lakes, one of the smaller ones yeah. that are closer to the front. There. Yeah. It looks like one of those, just like your basic two-story, like three-bedroom little house. But apparently it's old and it's been sided because the basement where the son lives and they're interviewing him, why the fuck they interviewed him in this basement, the windows are like dirty. Like, so it has like regular basement windows, like old basement windows. And they're all dirty. The walls got like, it's like cinder block walls and it's painted like shit brown and they've got cracks in them and there's like an electrical like panel right next to his bed and he's got this like and i'm like what the you could tell that his dad went out and bought him new shoes and clothes he's wearing like new clothes and brand new shoes for the but he's like living in squalor but he's living in his fucking dad's basement i guess because maybe his dad's girlfriend might live with him and he doesn't want to be upstairs sound like a finished basement it's no it's (laughs) definitely not finished it doesn't have drywall it has cinder block it's so fucking sad and creepy like what the fuck why would first of all why would you let them videotape him down there? And they saw it. They were like, oh, we're going to, this is going to be big. Everyone's going to be like, this kid. And this is the brilliant kid. Why doesn't he have a job where he's making billions of dollars at this point? I have no idea. So, anyway, there's no, the so, I'm telling you, Rose, up. there's questions for months about this. <laughs> so, is there something else I can help with? <laughs> no, thank you, Surrey. Surrey wants I ha- I'm in. I'm in Do Not Disturb. Why the fuck isn't. Is Surrey bothering me? Anyway, so during the interviews in the documentary, the oldest son said that Natalia would defecate and smear her poop on things around the house. Yeah, well, she's had a fucking traumatic life. Well, it sounds like it, And right? if you're adopting someone, especially someone from another country, you need to fucking know that There's already. like all kinds of weird stuff like that. So I know in I know somebody that adopted a little girl from China and to potty train them. They tie them to the toilets. So oh when she God. got her, she was like two or three and it was a whole process to potty train her because she was terrified of the toilet oh my god lynn why are people treating children like this because it was an orphanage and that's how they did it. they're like tied them to the toilet i'm like oh my fucking god so jesus christ so he so he said during he was talking about the things that happened to natalia during yeah. like and how his mother punished her and how it wasn't such a great time for her. And he actually apologized to her. He Aww. was like, I, I stay awake at night sometimes and I feel I feel like bad about the things that oh, well, that's good. The things he's that good. He's she person. went through in our house. And, and he said, I feel really bad. And if she's watching this, I want to tell her I'm sorry. And oh, I just broke my heart. How did it's, she punish her other than the nose thing? Uh, well, I'm getting ready to tell oh, you another okay, one. Sorry. So his mother made him pee. On her things <gasps> in her bedroom. He was like fucking 12 years old and his mother made him pee on her stuff. And he said, she stood there and told me I had to do it. And he said, so I did it because I was like, my mother was telling me that she had done all these bad things and we were kind of getting her back. And so he was like 12 oh and he bought into God, it. Oh God, Lynn. Yeah. So. What the fuck? Those two should go to jail. So the poor kid, I mean, like the parents are just fucking whack. So Christine claims that Natalia tried to kill her by putting pledge in her coffee. So on the Dr. Phil show, <laughs> Natalia's Probably gave, deserved her, it. gave her side of the story. Yeah, I fucking wish she would have killed her. I, I know that's horrible, you guys, but I'm sorry. So her defense was that she was she was doing chores. You know, the fucking poor kid couldn't even walk and she was doing chores. She was dusting and she had the pledge and she went to clean the kitchen table and Christine's coffee was on it. And so she climbed up on the chair and she went to push the coffee back so she could spray the yeah. pledge. 
And Christine walked in and was like, you're trying to kill me. You're trying to murder me. And she was like, I absolutely did not put the pledge in the coffee. I just moved the cup and I had the oh pledge my in my God. hand. What yeah. a stupid bitch. So... Should have put some pledge in her coffee. She should have put pledge in her coffee. But it's so funny. If you listen to other documentaries and stuff, they say it's bleach. But Michael said pledge, and so did the son, yeah. and so did Natalia. Right, right so, out of their mouths. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I I heard that. So I don't. Everyone keeps like all the other stuff. They're like, oh, it's bleach, and I'm like, no, it it's wasn't. Funny how stories. Do get. your fucking homework, people. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, one story said that, and then other people were yeah, like, that's well, that's what breathe. it was. But I mean, I heard it from the horse's mouth, girl. So. Another incident that happened where the family went to a farm for the youngest son's birthday. He loved cows. So they went to this farm where they were supposed to be able to milk cows and walk through the fields and see cows and stuff. So this is really fucked up. So Michael's like, yeah, we all had to sign waivers once we got there. So everyone, so when they gave Natalia her waiver and it said that you had to be cautious of the electric fence because it was dangerous... Her eyes got all wide, and she was like, oh, there's an electric fence? Oh, my God. Yeah. So, first of all, Rose, you can't die from a fucking electric fence because once it goes in pulses, so if you grab it, which I've done before, and it hurts. Me and my brother used to do that at my grandfather's farm. (laughs) It hurts like (laughs) hell, but it stops. It goes in pulses, so you can't – you're not stuck on it. Yeah, right. right? So, you can't die from an electric fence. You can – anyway. So – Allegedly, Natasha, um, Natalia, sorry, um, tried to, she, they were all walking down this trail and Natalia was walking and she was like, my legs are tired and, you know, my feet hurt because the poor girl couldn't walk. Yeah. And she didn't even like when she, she, there's special shoes for her to help her like with her ankles. So it's like a boot almost. Yeah, right. And they lace up so they're like give her a lot of support I guess in her ankles. They had her in like Ugg type snow boots. Oh my God. Which gave her no support. Yeah, right. Anyway, um, in the videos that Christine videoed. So she was like they were walking ahead and she was like I can't walk. My feet hurt. My legs hurt. Whatever. So she sat down and Christine told her husband she's like go ahead. Go ahead. I'll stay with her. So next thing they know they hear like all this yelling and screaming and um, and Christine is saying that Natal- Natalia tried to throw her oh into the electric fence. And she's like three feet tall. Yeah, she's like three feet tall. And but, you know, Michael said that she was like built like Arnold Schwarzenegger. Like she had the arms like, you know, because she worked. <laughs> she had she had salt. She was strong. You're a fucking idiot. Anyway, so the police came. To the farm. Somebody, they called the police? Somebody on the farm called the police because there was just like this thing. Oh and like, God. was Christine trying to put her into the electric fence? Yeah. So they, um, the Barnetts were like, we can't keep her. Take her. Take her away. Take her to the hospital. She's, she's a Nata- sociopath. Did Natalia say anything about that incident? Um, like what really happened? She said that she, she said that she did not try and do anything to Christine. She said, I never even signed a waiver. Like, and also to think about it. Michael said that they all signed waivers. They don't make kids sign waivers. No, they ever. don't ever. No, no, that's stupid. So that's just how dumb they are. And you and, Nat- and he's saying Natalia's sitting there reading the waiver that yeah, she's going to she, sign. She's reading it, and she was like, her eyes got real big when she saw there was an electric fence, and you know she could. Oh kill my Christine. god! It's like you're an idiot. So, the um, so they sent her to the hospital. They were like, you need to take her to a mental hospital. We're not bringing her home. So she got taken away that day. So. Then she eventually came home, 
And because the doctors were like, there's nothing wrong with her. Yeah. Um, but they did get some some um, orderlies to to talk on the documentary and say that um, she was making sexual advances toward them at the hospital. Yeah, you couldn't get any nurses or doctors to talk, but you find these two orderlies that yeah. work there. I bet you a hundred bucks. Like this child was making. Well, yeah. they are saying she's not a child. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. So yeah, she was making sexual advances at all of them. So Michael said that Natalia would go into their bedroom at night and stare them awake, which my kids my used to kids do. My kids do that. Oh, my God. It's the <laughs> scariest shit in the whole... Talk about the scariest thing that's ever happened to you. You wake up and there's a kid just staring yeah, at you. Yeah, try having Joseph standing next to you. Oh, my God. I think was it was, like, scary. last year when he came in. I don't remember what happened, but he came into my room for some reason and was fucking standing next to my bed staring at me. And I guess he probably said, like, Mom... And I woke up and he was like standing there. I was like, holy shit, he's like six feet tall. <laughs> For sure thought somebody was trying to kill me. <laughs> I think you probably he had didn't like hear a, the mom. You just like woke up. It was when the... he had a stomach ache and oh. he was, um, oh my God. we thought it might be like appendicitis or something. Oh my God. Oh my God, it was awful. <laughs> so yeah, all kids do that though. They, and it scares the shit out it of you. It does scare the shit out of you. Scary. That is the, like some of the scariest <laughs> shit. Because you're just like sound asleep and you open your eyes and they're like, that proves that she is a child. Yeah, exactly. It does. <laughs> so she would stare them awake and she'd have a knife in her hand, allegedly. Mm-hmm. And when they woke up, they were like, what are you doing? And she would really calmly say, I'm just waiting to kill you. So she okay. allegedly, I'm going to use allegedly a lot here, hid knives around the house. Michael's like, she hid them all over the house. They were under her bed. They were like in her room, in her closet, on top of the fridge. What, she get on her ladder and go up there and put them up there? She was like a Dr. Phil. She goes, I couldn't even reach the top of the fridge with a chair. Why would I hide something up there that I wanted to right. use? Right, yeah. Under That's the mattress. That's why she got her ladder yeah. out and put it up there. So Christine, at this point, made her sleep in the garage. <gasps> she was sleeping in the garage. What so another time, while she was living with them, um, she, Christina was like, uh, Christine, I keep, for some reason, I write Christina on here. Christine was, like, determined that Natalia was older than six years old. Yeah. She's like, you're going to admit to me that you're older than six. I think at this point she was, like, seven or eight. I think she was seven. And she was like, you know, I, I don't know what to tell you. This is how old they told me I am. I, I, I don't know what to tell you. Yeah, you right. Know? And she's like, you are definitely older than six. And so you're going to sit outside until you tell me the truth. So finally, in the middle of the night, oh Michael brought her in the house, let her come in the house after her being sitting outside crying. And this also alerted um, ch- uh, social service. Somebody alerted social services about this. Can you imagine me making sure? Char- that's how Charlotte is. Sit outside and being like. You're not coming in. You're not coming in until you tell me whatever. I mean, anything. It's so fucked up. It's, it's so, like, she so would be terrified. I, I can't even. I, and the, then not even just terrified of being outside, but like the feeling of like my mom hates me. Yeah. These people hate me. Well, and I mean, like how many families at this point, they have no idea how many families she's been with. Oh. How many, how much has she been through already? Oh, shit. So they were determined to prove that she was older than six years old. So they took her to a doctor who said that her growth plates were still open. Uh, no idea what happened to that doctor. Um, so the there was a situation. There was like a became a legal dispute of her age and her adoption validity. Uh, the Barnetts claim that she was a 
an adult being an impo- she was an impo- um, she was an adult being an imposter trying to pass off yeah. as a child so she would have somebody take care of him. You know, they were like she's super strong, she has like guns like Arnold Schwarzenegger. Um, she said they said like she has her period, she has pubic hair, she spoke like an adult and she had no accent. Well, first of all, the accent, I don't care. It has nothing to do with anything. So I'm gonna touch base on the period and the pubic hair thing. Okay. So Rose and I have a very good friend who adopted a girl from Romania. And she was like four. Went, was she four? Yeah. Okay. So she was four years old when they adopted her. And she had a very, very, very um impoverished is that the word yeah yeah family she like she her mother was an alcoholic and she had a lot of a lot of problems so when they adopted her they brought her to the united states and you know they started feeding her and she's pretty healthy our friend is she's pretty she's pretty healthy person They, they eat very healthy um but what happens is when kids come from places where they're not eating like a lot of nutrition and they're not getting a lot of like sunlight and a lot of good exercise and stuff like that like if they're in like love (laughs) like developing countries and they're living in like swaller or like really bad like orphanages and stuff like that when they come to a country where they're getting nutrition and sunlight and like normal activities it tricks their pituitary gland into thinking that they're in puberty for some reason Uh so i so this friend that we have um, this daughter, when before she was 10, had her period. And I was like, really? And she was like, yeah, because it's their body thinks they're going into puberty when right. they start getting nutrition. And so it's not uncommon for children to develop early. So, like, people in the United States start their period 8, 10 years old. It, it's not that uncommon. Right, yeah. But... Um, so I don't think it's when I saw this, I don't think it's that abnormal for her to have pubic hair and like potentially have her period, um, even though she says she never had and a period. wouldn't you like my first thought as a parent would be like, let's take you to the doctor and see what's going on. Like Absolutely. why you my first thought wouldn't be like, oh, my God, you're lying about your age, you fucking yeah. psychopath. Well, and the, there's the other thing is, too, is that um, so remember I don't know. I haven't told you this. So I might have told you. So I dated somebody who had three daughters and they drank a shit ton of milk. Oh, my God. You did. And this is the only reason I buy organic milk. Yeah. So they drank a shit ton of milk. These kids did. And his kids were very athletic. And one was like a gymnast. And she was like super fit and very athletic. But she started getting breasts at like. Was it like six years old? It was really young. It was really young. She was like six six or eight or something. She started getting breasts. And her mother was like, what the hell is going on? And so they took her to the doctor and they're like, does she drink a lot of milk? And she was like, yeah, they drink like a gallon a day. They drink milk like most kids drink water. And he was like, you have to switch to a nut milk or organic milk. And she was like, why? And he said, because all the hormones that are in regular milk are going through to her body. And so it's all the hormones they feel feed the cows so they'll produce more milk. We're getting into her body and making her develop breasts. So they they switched to I think they switched to soy or nut milk or something, and her breasts went away. That's so crazy. So it, it, I've they, always you told me that story like oh my god ten okay. years ago, and ever since then I've only bought organic milk. It's so fucked up. It is fucked it's up. So it's fucked scary. up. Scary. Like so, I mean, we think about what we're putting in our fucking bodies. Like it's know, disgusting. It is and disgusting. so, is this something that happened to her as well? Like right. we have no like, idea. Who knows? So. Um, 
So, but also, sorry to interrupt again, okay. but you get this child who's like six or seven years old, who you know has been in the system. Right. Right. Absolutely. You know, there's gonna. You should, if you've done, like, if you're adopting someone, you should know that there's gonna be so much trauma in right. that child, especially at six. Yeah. It's not like it's a newborn. Right. And right. you should know that that. There are going to be so many challenges, and one of those could be like a physical. Well, issue. And she already and, has and a physical has, challenge. Yeah. So, why didn't you take her to the doctor and say, "Is this part of her like disability right. that this, like, you know, this this has like something to do with that or what?" I mean, why why would your first thought, unless you've decided you don't want the child? Which is what I think happened. Like early on, they're like, never mind, we changed our mind. Right, right. They made that decision too right. quickly. And why wouldn't you just take them to the doctor and say, like, hey, we noticed some things. Like, talk to the doctor privately. Right. You know, she has pubic hair. Yeah. We is think she normal? might have her period. Right. Like, you know, yeah, is it normal? And, and then, yeah, and then the doctor could be like, well, let's run some tests and see if there's like high hormone levels. Right. But it seems like the doctors they talked to were fucking crazy, too. I just have no, I'm so, this, I'm telling you, there's months of questions oh my in my mind. So a judge in Marion County verified an emergency petition to change Natalia's birthday based on the fact that she had allegedly not grown in two years. One doctor said. Another doctor said her growth plates weren't closed, so she wasn't done growing. Um. So on, in 2012, the court deemed Natalia to go from the age of 8 to the age of 22. <gasps> they changed her birthday from 19, I'm sorry, from 2023. 20, no. No, 20, I'm sorry, 2003, yeah. I'm sorry, 2003 to 1989. Oh, my God. They changed her birthday. So Can you imagine how confusing that this, was for This her? would have meant that her mother was 10 years old when she had her. And now, mind you, she has an older sister. <laughs> I mean, it's not impossible their mother had her at 10. No. But but her mother's... She already had another baby at yeah, 10? Right. I mean, come on. So during this court, there was no guardian at litem, which is... I oh, This blows my mind. How do, you, how do you not have somebody representing the kid? You do in every other case. Right. In a fucking divorce, you have a guardian at litem. And that's somebody with two, like, biological parents. This kid is a... Yeah adopted kid absolutely so they got what they wanted they got her deemed as 22 years old and they moved her into an apartment by herself to get her <gasps> out of their house she went to live in an apartment lynn i swear to god oh my god they got her on government assistance food oh stamps god. and everything she had no transportation now michael was getting her social security checks and her government like welfare or whatever checks and he was paying her bills like her her apartment yeah. and stuff like that they had her in the apartment um but there's a videotape that he took he fucking took why he why he showed this thinking that he was proving something he's a fucking idiot he took a video of himself walking into her apartment and she's laying on the couch and she's watching tv and she's just looking at him and he's like what what are you doing she's like just watching TV. And he was like, did, uh, I think her name was Heather. Did Heather call you? And she was like, no. And I think that whoever it was, it was the woman from uh, child support, yeah. uh, not child support, um, D, um, social services, um, mm -hmm. CPS, yeah, child protective services. He goes, well, 
I don't know if you know this, but it you don't need to talk to her anymore because you're now technically an adult. So it doesn't they can't do anything for you anymore. So give me your phone. And so she had like like a a cordless phone. Like she didn't have a cell phone. It was yeah, like right. a, a, a like a landline. And he took her phone and deleted all the numbers in it. So she couldn't call anybody from Child Protective oh Services or anything anymore. And he's videotaping himself do this to prove that he's right. And he walks in and he's like, so what's going on here? Like, this place is kind of messy. You need to clean it up. And he goes in and he looks in the cab and he goes, where'd those donuts come from? And she was like, I don't know. He goes, you don't know. What, were they just here? And she goes, I guess. And he goes, and she's totally like a little kid in this. Like, yeah, you know what I mean? And he's like. Well, they weren't here when you moved in. She goes, I don't know. And then he walks back and he he looks at the date. He goes, these are just made like these are fresh donuts. And they're like from a grocery store or convenience store or something. And she goes, well, Nancy or whoever, the neighbor got them for me. And he goes, why would she get them from you? She's like, I don't know. I guess she was being a nice neighbor. And he goes, somebody's just going to bring you donuts. Why? How would you get these? Well, she had food stamps. So, like, who the fuck cares how she got donuts? What does it matter to you, dude? You dumped her off. Who cares if she has fucking donuts? Oh, my God. Because she doesn't know how to cook. She can't reach the fucking stove dials to cook. She's never learned how to cook. She has no idea. She lived on ramen noodles and macaroni and cheese because she didn't know how to make anything else. She only cooked with a microwave. She had no idea. Oh my so God, they're like, oh, then. we're going to be these good parents and set her up with a house with a couch and a TV. But nobody's going to teach her any skills. She never saw Christine again after this. The mother never came back. Oh, my God. So the father would come once in a while. So the neighbors in this, it was so, it's like this apartment complex was like two buildings. Or maybe it was one building. I'm sorry. And it was long. It was almost like um like like a motel kind of. Like there's just individual okay, doors. Yeah. So it's like kind of like that. It was just a long building with doors. And there's a couple of neighbors they interviewed. And they were like, yeah, at first we were like, oh, this where's this little girl from? And she told everybody she was 22 because Christine made people, made her tell. She's yeah. like, you have to tell everybody you're 22. You're not eight. You're 22. So she did what she was told. And so she told everybody she was 22. And... She would people would come home and she would like automatically knock on the door and be like, hi. And like she was <laughs> who a does that? Child. Who does that? Yeah. Charlotte to your neighbors. Right, yeah. Because right? she's six. Yeah. And she fucking knocks on their door as soon as she sees oh them come God. home because she wants to play. And then like she would knock on the door and then like she'd go right into their fridge and be like, do you guys have any food? And she was like always hungry and she was never clean, never took a bath. And I'm like, she didn't have parents to tell her to. Right. Because she was a kid. Right. Adults are like, yeah, I need a shower. A kid doesn't fucking know. They don't care. They're like, I don't have a shower for a month. It doesn't matter, right? So, again. Oh, my God, Lynn. So, the neighbors were kind of, she was annoying the neighbors. She really was because they were like, she's constantly at their house. That would be super annoying if you thought she was 22. (laughs) Yeah. She was constantly at their house. It was almost like she was stalking them the minute they'd come home. And then if they, like the one neighbor, she had her phone number. She's my heart. She called them all the time. She's like, I'm at my son's soccer game. You have to stop calling me. And it's just like they just felt sorry for her, but they just kind of had had it. Like yeah. they couldn't do it anymore. It's like she's not their responsibility. So um, so in 2013, the family wanted to move to Canada, Michael, Christine, okay. and their three boys. Because Jacob, the oldest son, <clears throat> excuse me, got into a some prestigious university in, in um, Canada. Okay. So they wanted to move 
but the land, her lease was getting ready to come up and they wouldn't they wouldn't renew it the place because everybody was complaining about yeah. her. So um so they moved her to another apartment. They moved her to Lafayette, Indiana, and as Christine put it, according to Michael, we're going to move her to a white trash neighborhood so nobody'll complain about her. Oh my god. That's what Christine said. So they moved her to Lafayette, Indiana. Oh my god. She, Lynn, the thought of like this little child being you think about I just, I can't even, like... It's disgusting. So they moved her there. She didn't know anybody. They moved... The place she was, she was, like, within... On the bus line, she was, like, within two blocks of an adult learning center. And there was a couple of things that they said. But she was in a second-floor apartment. The first place she lived was, like, ground, you know, walk right in. Right. She was on a second floor. She could barely walk up steps. And she had to walk up a whole flight of steps to get to her apartment. Not to mention... That the house was on a hill, so she had to walk up like six oh or seven God. steps to get from the street just to the the ground yeah. level of the house. So it was like something like 17 steps to get to her apartment. Okay? So she had um, – she could barely walk up and down the steps on herself. So in – just a little tidbit of information here. In 2014, a year after they moved her in there, uh, Michael filed for divorce from Christine. And the divorce was final in 2018. Um, not long after they left her behind, they faced a social services investigation. Uh, it was believed that, and so it was believed that Natalia was a minor, despite her birth record, you know, her new birth record. Yeah. Um, by 2019, Christine and Michael faced criminal charges. It was I hope said at the chair. <clears throat> oh my God. <laughs> I'd be the one there. Like, people. let me watch. <laughs> so, um, so she started attending this adult education center that they had signed her up for yeah. to take classes. I see. I'm so curious. I'm like, what happened there? Was she like, were they like, what the fuck? She knows nothing. Like, did she know anything? Like, there's so many holes in the yeah. story. Um, so she met this woman named Chris, uh, Cynthia Manns. And Cynthia, Cynthia befriended her and was like, you know, what are you doing? She, and I don't know if she gave her rides or whatever, but she's like, she found out that Natalia was living alone in this apartment. She could barely get up down the stairs. She's like... Why don't you come to our house? So she came to their house, and then she started staying with them. And she quickly became part of their family. And so she and her husband Oh, tried... my God. I want to, like, throw up and cry right now. I know. So, she, so and her, awful. she and her husband um, w- tried to—they wanted to legally adopt her. Because okay. they were like, we don't think she's 22. And she needs oh, really? a family. She needs somebody to love her. And they had kids, and she was so good with their kids. And she, they just loved her, and she loved them. It was like this perfect situation. So, but the Barnetts were fighting them adopting her. Yeah. Like, what do they have to hide? What the fuck's right, going on? Right. Yeah. So eventually, the Cynthia and her husband stopped trying to adopt Natalia. But she's very much like, according to like the stuff I've listened to, she's very much still a part of their family. Right. They, well, that's good. She's like great with their kids. So they were the ones on Doctor Phil with her. Okay. It was kind of a weird dynamic if you watch the show. So Cynthia's sitting on a couch, Natalia's sitting on a chair, and the couch and chair are touching, and they're holding hands for most of the interview. And Cynthia's husband's sitting on the other side of the couch with the whole cushion between them. It's very strange. Like, you know how you see that body language <laughs> yeah, thing, and you're yeah. like... Like, what's going on? It's very weird. But they talked about how amazing she was with their kids and how she's a part of their family, and she's so helpful around the house. And, yeah. And Natalia, she looks good. I mean, she looks nice, so hopefully they're not taking advantage of her. Yeah, hopefully right. she's actually really having a good life. So 
In September of 2019, Michael and Christine were charged with neglect. Social Service investigated, and both Michael and Christine were going to be charged with neglect of a dependent. So it couldn't be, um, it couldn't be a child because, because she was a child. Because they put on her, yeah. But she was a dependent, and ne- neglect of a dependent, neglect of a dependent causing bodily injury, neglect of a dependent causing serious bodily injury, endangering a dependent's life, abandoning abandoning or cruelty confining a dependent and conspiracy to conspiracy to neglect a dependent so all these charges oh, there's like a plethora of charges <clears throat> um but it became really tricky when considering the difference in her legal and alleged biological age at the time she was abandoned 24 years old or 10 years old. Right. Right. So they don't know. Some charges were based on her being a minor and some were based on her being an adult dependent with a disability. Yeah. Right. So it'd be like elder abuse. Right. If it was like if she was like a senior. So according to the statute of limitations, the trial ruled any evidence outside the five years before the charges were set were prohibited to be used in court. This is an Indiana rule. So because her birthday was changed five years prior they couldn't use that in court at all. They couldn't say she was adopted. Oh, my God. They couldn't say that she her birthday was changed by them. They couldn't what? say that she abused them in the that they abused her in the house. They couldn't say that they had her put in a mental institution. None of that stuff could go into this oh court my case because it was five years. What a fucked up court system. Um, so the tip, uh, the tip a canoe. County prosecutor Patrick Harrington said he wanted the public to have the full truth. He wanted them to have the whole story, but he was like gag order. He couldn't say anything about all this stuff. And there was a complete, speaking of gag orders, a complete gag order on the entire case. Like you couldn't discuss anything, the public, with the media, nobody. Um, So the evidence in the case, there was a bone, the evidence in the case, there was a bone density test, density. You said it. There was a bone density test conducted after Natalia's 2010 adoption pegged her for 14. The probable cause affidavit reviewed by BuzzFeed News stated that Dr. Riggs at the Peyton Manning's Children's Hospital estimated that the same year, estimated that same year that she was approximately eight years old. So the medical records also show in June 2012, a skeletal survey that same hospital found that Natalia to be around 11 years old, according to the affidavit. So they're still saying she's a fucking kid. Yeah. Why? How How do you leave a kid under 17? I mean, even 18. Alone in a home. Like, how scared could she have been? I just don't even get it. I, anyway, I don't even. I, I can't. Yeah. I mean, I can't even comprehend, <sighs> like, like, how she was feeling. Like, she had to be. They moved her out to a home. By herself. She didn't know how to do shit. She she had no idea. She didn't even know she had to shower. Yeah. And, like, neighbors come home and she's like, hi, like, can somebody, like, fucking take care of me? Yeah. Well, and that's the thing. It's like when I when she's when they were like, she would be at our door. The minute we got home, I was thinking about Charlotte with the neighbor yeah, that doesn't want to play. I mean, I'm like, that's have what a six-year-old does. Right. right. They don't read cues. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah, the neighbors don't want you there right when yeah. they come home from fucking work. Yeah. So Michael allegedly admitted to police that he and Christine knew doctors at Peyton Manning Children's Hospital. And they determined that Natalia was a child, according to the affidavit, and that he believed that Natalia was a minor when the family relocated to Canada (gasps) and left her in Lafayette. 
he did, his lawyers and he deny all this now, but it, it was in an affidavit. So I, you know. So whatever. he knew that she was actually a child. Like he didn't actually believe it. Yeah, he said they knew the doctors and stuff, but they they he knew it and he believed it. But they were trying to get rid of her, and that's how they were going to get rid of her. What a fucking monster! So and that's why he was going to like see her once in a while because he felt bad. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure. So a few months before Michael's case was set to go to Lynn. trial. Can you imagine? I, I'm sorry. I'm like in shock that somebody would fucking do that. I'm telling you, I've already lost sleep over this. So I'm like, no. It's, what I, kind of person do you have to be to do I that? Can't even, I can't even imagine. I feel like the two of them need to rot in fucking hell. So I'm going to tell you, I listened to a whole a legal oh podcast God. about this. And at the, I'll tell you at the end what, what they said, like what can happen moving forward. And I pray to God it does. So a few months before Michael's case was set to go to trial, the court ruled that any any charges based on Natalia's age, like I said, could not be considered, according to the Lafayette Journal and Courier. Additionally, four charges of neglect of a dependent were dismissed due to statute of limitations running out. Prosecutors ultimately decided to continue pursuing the remaining neglect charges based on Natalia's disability, which makes sense. In October of 2022, um, the trial began, and the trial... Uh, as I'm sorry, in October 2022, the trial officially began in as, in the curious case of Natalia Grace. They go through the trial. It goes okay. through the trial, the, the documentary. Michael's attorney aimed to paint Natalia as an adult. They pointed out that legally Natalia was around 24 years old when the Burnett's left her in La- Lafayette. The trial also included testimony from Natalia where she said she never wanted to live in Lafayette. She said, I wanted to be with the Barnetts. She said, I wanted to live with them. Oh, God, that's <laughs> so, so sad. Like, sad. She was so abused and they, she still like, and wanted a family. She just family. wanted a normal family, right? So his attorney argued that Natalia wanted to move on from the Barnett family. They showed videos of Natalia shopping for herself in grocery stores and walking across the street, noting that she was an able-bodied adult. Yeah, because she was fucking forced to. Well, what was she going to do? Lay in the ground? She had to figure it out. But, I mean, like, they at one point, they're like, look at her. She's bringing the trash can in herself. Well, who the fuck else is going to do it? Because that's probably when she lived in the apartment. It's like, if you don't bring in your trash can, you're going to get in trouble. Right. So she's like, the trash can's bigger than her. It's like a, it's like a, an outside uh, yeah. trash can. Now, it's like a round one. It's not like the yeah, one that, you know, like one. we have on wheels. Yeah. So it's a round one. So she's dragging it in. It's bigger than she, it's literally taller than she is. Oh and she's God. dragging it in. There's like a video, like one of their lawyers have a video and they're all like watching the video and look at her. She's doing that herself. She's not, she's able-bodied. She, I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Did you ever see Home Alone? Kevin also did all the things, but he didn't want to be left home alone. <laughs> I, I wanted to say, you dickwad that you didn't go over and put her trash can out for her. Like, no kidding. I like you're so sitting angry. there fucking filming so her. So angry. Even if she's just a little person yeah. who's struggling with her trash can, you're I'm fucking a dick for just right watching her and filming and then her. And his attorneys, you know, they they need burn in hell as well, oh as far God. as I'm concerned. Um, So she testified that she didn't have the skills to live, live independently. She didn't know how to cook or use a washing machine and struggled to reach high spots in her apartment due to her height. Hello? Her disability also made it difficult for her to open canned foods. She couldn't work the can opener because her hands just like... Yeah. She couldn't climb the many stairs to her par- apartment in Lafayette. After two hours, the jury came to a verdict and Michael was found not guilty. <gasps> to three counts of neglect and conspiracy to commit neglect of a dependent were dismissed. 
it was I was so angry he and he was like us. sobbing I'm like you big fucking baby I was so angry with him um, so then he was also served at the trial at the, the minute of the trial that he had to testify against Christine so um, she had been scheduled to go on trial in 2023 and he was testified subpoenaed to testify against her however the court ruled uh, to have any charges based on Natalia's age dismissed. The remaining counts of neglect and dependent were also dismissed due to insufficient evidence, and Christine's trial was canceled just a few weeks before its scheduled date for lack of evidence. That's fucked up. It's absolutely fucked up. So, a couple things. So, first of all, I think I said this at the beginning, there's an- another documentary coming out where Natalia gets to tell her story. Okay. Okay. Um, there, and it's coming out the end of the summer. God knows I can't wait. I cannot wait. I pray to God. And... I just, even if she's, first of all, there's almost no way that she's an adult, in my opinion. I don't understand how you can treat any human being the way that they treated her. Right. I, even I, if you I don't think care. she's an adult. I don't care if she's an adult. Right. She's been through a shitty life. So at one point, um, so Natalia has no idea how many families she's been with. She doesn't remember. Christine told everybody that she had been with over 30 families. There's no evidence to that at all. Nobody knows how or why, where Christine came up with that number. Yeah. But that's where, that's what Natalia's been told. That's what Dr. Phil said. So have you been with 30 families? And Holly's like, I have no idea. I don't remember. Yeah, because she was six when I, they adopted her. Right. And that's what she remembers. Yeah, people start remembering stuff around five or six. Yeah. She really don't remember before that. So, and especially if it was traumatic. Right. So a couple other things I want to talk about. So the documentary... Michael sat there and pretended to cry so many times I wanted to gouge his eyes out with my fingers through the screen. I literally fucking hate him. Um, What's he crying about? Was he left at, like, I just, I, to live by himself when he was eight? I was sexually assaulted by my wife, by her withholding sex from me. That's what he said. And he was crying when he was saying it. He was not crying. He she, was fake crying. She was withholding sex and that was That's sexual, sexual assault? assault. Sexual abuse. Mm-hmm. Oh my God! I hope he. Yeah, fucking... she had an affair. Um. So anyway, so he did that, and then at one point they asked him to. T- they asked him to, if if Christine ever hit Natalia, and he said uh, absolutely, she would beat her, and he was like, they were like, well, oh how hard? God. And he was like, oh, it was hard. <gasps> and they were like, can you show us? He gets on the floor in his house, and there's just like a rug like this. I yeah. mean, it's just like an area rug. It's not like you know a big thick plush rug or whatever right. and he's punching the floor as hard as he can oh and he's like God, like this and he's like Lynn. punching it punching it punching it and i was like and he gets up he's like oh that hurt oh that hurt oh and it's like hands all red i'm like you probably just broke your fucking knuckles dude what a he is a whack job i kid you not you first of all anyway i won't say that i have opinion other opinions about him but anyway i think that <laughs> <laughs> i can't I, I won't say it but He's a whack job. So then he said that um, Christine was having an affair while they were married. And he found out later. And then there was another person that was interviewed on the documentary who was a, another little person. And he was like a mechanic or something. I don't even remember. I can't remember how they found him. Yeah. But Christine would call him and like text him and stuff and send him like provocative messages and like apparently had an affair with this little person and she said and then she was trying to talk him into having an affair with natalia because she was 21 yeah 
That's what this guy said. And this is, wasn't even what Michael said. This is what the guy said. I mean, I don't know if the guy's crazy. There's so many fucking crazy people involved in this. I'm telling you, it's like oh right turn, God, left turn, Lynn, right turn, left turn, U-turn. It's so crazy. So he was like, yeah, she was trying to get me to have sex with her daughter. Because she's like, oh, no, she's an adult. You can have sex with her. And this is like a man. This is like a grown man, like balding. What? She needs to be she's, in like a she's fucking mental hospital. Fucking crazy. So then... Um, Michael said that Christine would send, then he had, there's all these messages. So after they split up and they both were being charged, she was sending him messages via Facebook messenger. Okay. Like what did they not text message? I don't know. Anyway. And they were all these like provocative, like sexy pictures of her telling him that they had to work together and she loved him. And it was like, pictures of her doing things to herself you could tell by the pictures like they blurred them out but you could tell what she's yeah. doing it's so fucking disgusting and it's like they blurred out some of the pictures but you know exactly what's going on in them what's and she doing she, she's like touching, touching herself, herself and okay. stuff yeah and so in the pictures and like she's looks like she's using some sort of apparatus or something okay. at some point too like a and, big dildo yeah something <laughs> like that and she's like sending him these pictures and he's showing them and i'm like I don't care how much you hate her. You're making yourself look like an idiot, too, right now. So it's like, oh, my God. So there's now there's all this skepticism. There's all this like like people like, was she being sexually abused by these people? Were they like having some sort of sexual fantasy with her? Was it? Oh, my God. Now there's all this other stuff coming up. And I'm like, oh, my God, please don't go there. I cannot fucking go there. I can't do it. It's so bad, Rose. It's so fucking bad. And then so I listened to a a legal podcast and I'll I'll put it in my sources. But this is the guy. (laughs) He drove me a little crazy because he. I mean, I said a name wrong here and there, but yeah. he said names wrong through the whole thing. It drove me and absolutely crazy. Himself. I was like, I wanted to call him and go, stop using the wrong fucking name. <laughs> <laughs> he kept calling Christine Michelle because of Michael, I guess. Oh. But... <laughs> so anyway, he said, I just took a sip in that hole. <laughs> like, my nose hair is like stood up. Anyway, so he said that the way Indiana law is from what he's read, um, so basically, and I don't know if he's a lawyer. There was a woman that was on the show that is a lawyer. But anyway, some legal stuff. Based on Indiana law, the only way that she can go back and sue them is if she is, like, going to therapy and she starts. Because she said in Dr. Phil, she's going to start working on her now. Well, it's time for I her to take so. care of herself. Yeah. I, I'm so, I pray to God that these people that she's with are true people. They seem it. But they're on the Dr. Phil show. Yeah, How do right. you know? Right. Yeah. I'm praying to God. The fact that they give, gave up on trying to adopt her and they're just letting her live there and stuff yeah, is right. like one good sign. Yeah. Right. So I pray to God that they're good people. But um, he said that basically the only way that Natalia can go back and sue them or go back and have any repercussion against the Barnetts is if she starts going to therapy and, like, things start coming up. And she's like, holy shit, I didn't even know about this. Like, I didn't remember that. Yeah. I didn't know what this was going Like, that's the only way that she'll be able to. And it's going to be a Which tough. fucked up. It's going to be a tough case. But that's the only way. It's like she didn't even realize it happened until she went to yeah. that therapy and got all this help. So um, it's still so a very confusing case. I'm telling you, I read and read and read and listened to podcasts and watched the documentary, watched the six there's a 60 minutes thing i watched a, so much stuff and i just there's so many questions i still have and i was like 
I started just writing notes down yeah. of the questions I had. And I, I just was like, I mean, I we might, well, I definitely think we'll do a part two when she does her yeah. documentary. I mean, I really um, want to watch the documentary, but I don't think I can because I'm like, it's in infu- like I mean, feel you look so, at her like I want to find those two people and just when, beat the shit when out you of look them. at her pictures in the original videos when she was first adopted and when she was being punished that day by Christine like that's the picture I keep seeing when I close my eyes and it makes me physically ill she's being punished by Christine she's in her little nightgown and she's looking back at her and she just looks like a baby to me oh she God. looks like a little kid and it's not her height it's her face it's her eyes yeah right look at her yeah. eyes her eyes are like and like, it's that when you defeated like, when you yell at your kid and they like give you that oh blank my God. stare yep and then you feel like a fucking monster yeah it's that look no absolutely you're gonna make me cry <laughs> <laughs> no but it's like and she, it's so, she looked like, so defeated in those in those videos and oh. i just like and then when she smiled, she like had all these like like they said baby teeth and so I don't know. I mean I just I think that we're not getting the whole truth. So what do you, what do you I mean I think I know what you think, but I definitely think she's a kid just based on her behavior. And I think those people are fucking monsters and should be given the electric. So care. like I mean the, oh oh my god I forgot to tell you the one thing oh my god so one of the things that happened was during the interview. Um, so the son, oh my God, the father is so fucking weird. He was like, yeah, this is a great memory. He had this like, like movie theater popcorn cart in his living room. And he uh-huh. goes, this is, we used to watch movies, we watched movies like three or four times a week as a family. It was a big thing for us. We always did it. And he's like, we'd make popcorn. So we started popping the popcorn and they were taping him. And the son comes from downstairs. I guess he smells the popcorn. Yeah. And he's like, hey. And the dad's like talking to him and having this heart to heart. And he like hugs him. He's like, I love you. I love you. You're good. I'm so glad you're here with me. And oh, you fucking big pussy. Yeah, and, even oh, though sorry, I'm like making that. you fucking live yeah. in the In the basement. dungeon, yeah. And he said, um, so they talk for a little bit. And then they, so there's a couple times when the kid, well, he's, I guess, an adult at this point. The oldest son was like, I can't talk anymore. Can, can we stop talking about this? He was getting upset. Yeah. And so at this point, the father and son go upstairs and he's like, I'm the son's like, I'm done. I can't talk about this anymore. So they go upstairs. Now they're like they're on the main level above the basement and they go upstairs upstairs. like the the bedroom level. And the son still has his microphone on and he doesn't realize it. And he says to the dad, he goes, well, I told him a lot of stuff. And and the dad's like, "Okay, whatever, you know, whatever you feel comfortable talking about is okay, And, you know, I'm here for you or whatever. And and he goes, but I didn't I didn't talk about throwing her down the stairs. (gasps) Oh. And the dad's like, that's okay. And he goes, we're not supposed to talk about that, are we? And the dad's like, if you, you know, if you don't feel comfortable, whatever oh he said. God, and then the kid man. goes, oh, no, my mic's on. Oh, no, my mic's on. Oh, my God, I'm such an idiot. I'm such an idiot. And he took his mic off and turned it off. I was like, oh, my fucking God. Yeah, so I, I, I hope to God. See, so the oldest son, oh, the younger sons may not remember a lot of it. Yeah. But the oldest son remembers all of it. But he's also autistic. So if they try and have him testify, he's they're gonna they're gonna probably throw everything out. But he has a his 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 mind is a steel trap. Right. He's like yeah. one of those kids that he can he can recite pi, the whole thing, like yeah. all two hundred right. numbers of it. And he has a photo photographic memory. He remembers everything. He's like absolutely a child prodigy. Well, he's an adult now, but They'd have to take his testimony because he's been proven to be like his mind's like a steel yeah, trap right. when it comes to memory. Oh my god! 
But he did say that, like, if somebody asked me to do something, I might forget. But if you talk to some, talk to me about math or science, man, I'll remember everything. Really? So I don't know how well that would his like testimony Ooh. would be, but that was horrible, Lynn. It was horrible. I mean, you told it very well, but that was a horrible. Story. I just hope to God that she really. I just worry that she's not because I, I think there's some trafficking that went in, at the beginning. Like, where did she go when she first left there? Where was the first about that. six yeah. years of her life? Did she just live in an orphanage in Ukraine? Because if she did, how would she not have a Ukrainian accent? How would she right. not understand any Ukrainian? And how did she come to the U.S.? Because they didn't adopt her from Ukraine, right? The first the, family? The, the New Hampshire family did. Oh, they did? They adopted her from Ukraine, they said. Oh, okay. But they were also the family that wanted $20,000 for right, her. yeah. Did they really adopt her? Was it a Was it a trafficking thing? I have no idea. Ugh. So. That's fucking horrible. Yeah, it is a bad story. But I hope that we can do a follow-up on this of her, maybe even two follow-ups of her, like, having a really good life. and Hopefully. You know, when I read that story, when I originally read it, what I read made her sound like she was some crazy adult acting like a child. Yeah, that was... That and was... so that's what I believe. That's why I was like, you should do this story, this fucking crazy lady. She's... I think that... I think that she's... There's... I mean, if you look at her now, she looks like she might be a teenager. Really? I mean, she... She doesn't... I don't know. I don't know. It's... Like, they said at one time when the little girl came over to play with her. Yeah. They were like, yeah, look at look at her face. Like her, like the parents, Christine said, yeah, I was talking to the other mother and I was like, look at her cheeks. Like her cheeks aren't as full as your daughter's yeah. cheeks. And she said, so Natalia walked around for the next couple of days with her cheeks puffed out. That poor fucking kid. I'm like, what kids oh do God. that? Kids, the kid will remember it for 30 seconds and then they'll forget about it. Yeah. You know, like what six-year-old's going to remember that shit? She's fucking so abused that she's just trying to make her parents happy. It's just, it's, it's a absolutely devastating story i mean the man that i was listening to that podcast he was like he's like i hate this fucker i just want to beat the shit out of him he was like i'm telling you if you watch the hit the father documentary you want to reach through the screen and yeah i can't him. watch it because i'm already like so worked up he and want to fucking find man, him and baby. punch him in the face he's like oh my god i bet when he had a cold he would cry for like three three years and be like oh my <laughs> god i'm so sick i'm gonna die oh that was horrible but good job lynn sorry sorry it was horrible but it's a story you know it's a real life story and we need to you know this is the that. kind of shit that you know we as citizens people need to step up and be like no this is bullshit this isn't happening yeah, and Indiana, run these fuckers the fuck? out of the country yeah, so like even if they pass a law that's we'll saying live in Texas. Because if they if they if she gets her birthday changed back, right. Right? Then it's still too too long, right? It's well, if she it's gets past her 5 years. No, it is past 5 years, but if she gets her birthday changed back, I feel like there has to be an exception. They should go to the Supreme Court. There has to be an exception. I mean, there there should because, be because they trashed her and wouldn't let her file the charges. When, you know, there was like all this yeah. other stuff going on. So is that. Well, hopefully there will be like an uproar against these people because of this uh, documentary. I'll go and march. I will. I think that they'll get fucking put in prison because they should be put in prison. I just don't understand this woman. I mean, she did all that good for her son and then wanted to adopt a daughter and then did what? Like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Well, I think when sometimes when people adopt, they have this vision in their head. You know what I mean? 
and oh, is we're hard. gonna we're gonna be like these saviors, and we're gonna save this kid, and I'm gonna be this great person, and they're not thinking about the kid and the trauma the kid's coming from. Thinking about it's going to make right. them look good or whatever. Like, oh, I can post this on social media. I'm going to look like a fucking uh, I don't know. I angel. Just, I can't. I, it's I a human life. It's not a fucking dog. I treat my dog better, 10 times better. Yeah, I know. Anyway, if you have any comments, if you have any questions, if you have any other information that we didn't cover about this story, let us know, please. Yeah. Tag us in any stories you see about it because we're all about it. I, I definitely want to learn more about it. I will be following up on this for sure. Um, we will have a part two and hopefully a part three where Natalia gets revenge. <laughs> and make sure you, if you like this episode, make sure you... Follow, like, and review. Yeah, click that follow button, the little no. plus. Follow, rate, and review. Follow, rate, and review on all your on podcast all your platforms. Podcast platforms. Apple, Apple gives us the most kudos for the follows yeah. and the likes and the reviews. But um, any of we'll take any of them. We'll yeah. take any. We're not too proud. We are not too proud, we girl. Are not. Um, we are not. And we will see you in t- a week. A week. For uh, season, season two. two. Whoop, whoop. Bye, Happy guys. summer. Happy Fourth of July, Happy you guys. Happy summer. Bye. Bye. Bye.